This week on Dueling Review, it's Power Rangers Dracon New Dawn Number 1 from Boom Studios. After the shocking events of Power Rangers Ranger Slayer, Kimberly is determined to purge the world of Dracon's legacy, starting with Deadlock, the prison tower where Dracon held all those who opposed him. But even the Ranger Slayer has no clue of the true power kept in Dreadlock, or Deadlock, and what unlocking these doors will set into motion. As Kimberly investigates the worst of Dracon's secrets, she sets into motion Dracon's final plan, one that will pit her against a fan-favorite Power Rangers villain! What? What exactly, Matthew? What is going on in this Power Rangers Dracon or Dracon's New Dawn number one? All right, so here's the deal. You know that Lord Dracon is an alternate version of Tommy Oliver, the green and or white ranger. Let's say yes. All right. So uh, in the Power Rangers comic, Dracon in an alternate universe did not fully face turn and turn on Rita Repulsa. Instead, as the Green Ranger, he used his powers and worked with Rita to destroy the Power Rangers and take away their powers. So in this alternate universe, the Power Rangers are derogatorily known as the Coinless because their power coins were destroyed, and evil Tommy took over the world, murdered Zed. I don't remember if he killed Rita or not, but basically became a terrible despot, took over everything, and used the powers of the Rangers to empower his own legions of stormtroopers. He was defeated at the end of the Shattered Grid storyline. But his Kimberly, also known as the Ranger Slayer, has come back to her reality, this world of the coinless, to try and actually deal with the damage that Tommy did during the years that he was this evil despot. And so in we the are process, in she universe. causes even more problems. Well, of course. But this is an alternate universe where evil Tommy had Kim working for him. It seemed like she was an evil Kim, but actually she was just biding her time to take him down. And now she is the basically the new leader of this terrible crapsack world of the coinless. In other words, if you haven't been reading Power Rangers for the last five years, you probably <laughs> do not want to start here because this was a, for me, a messed up mash of what the heck is going on. Mm-hmm. They kind of try to explain it, but they really don't. Yeah. Um, her, her lieutenants include Scorpina and Zack and Trini from the original Ranger team and Adam from the second iteration of the Ranger team, and Bulk is in there for a split second. Did you see Bulk in the background with the big guns? Oh, was that who that was? Great. Yeah, but basically... Then there's the Iron Ranger that's been holding back the signal. Yes, the unknown Ranger, who I guess the big mystery, the big MacGuffin is... Who is trapped in that Iron Ranger mask? Who could it be? Uh, it's going to be, it, it, I think it's obvious. It's going to be uh, Tommy. You're going to pull it off and it's going to find, we're going to find out that Tommy was a twin and the, he was the good one. And the, he put him literally in the man in the Iron Pirate Power Rangers suit. I think that would be terrible, especially I since don't, Lord Dracon, the evil Tommy is in the pages of the regular Power Rangers book. Now it's just too many Tommies. There's like, it's, it's multiverse. How many how many Kimberleys are running around? How many Pink Rangers? How many Yellow Rangers? 
See, so you can have now you've got one Lord Dracon is dead. And so now you fill him with uh, the good one who's been imprisoned in an iron mask all this time. But Dracon isn't actually dead. He came back to life. Well, that gives you all the more reason for the iron, the, the man in the iron Power Rangers mask to come back and take revenge on his brother. My theory is that the unknown ranger is either Jason, who uh, Tommy claimed that he killed in this reality, or Billy, the former Blue Ranger, who has been discussed as having been killed but was never actually shown because he was already gone by the time the uh, story began. But either way, the big hook here, the oh my God, what's going on, is who is this unknown ranger in the Iron Mask? And I got to tell you, I've been reading these uh, since uh, you said, hey, what's the difference between the two books and made me read them? Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't. I'm surprised you weren't reading them from I the start them regularly. Uh, I was aware of them and I had been reading them, but at that point they were kind of establishing their thing and just doing, okay, woohoo, here's some goobers and these are things are happening. And these are at the beginning, they were just some power ranger stories to establish their setting. Then they started breaking everything and I'm like, Oh look, crisis on infinite rangers. But yeah, this issue feels like it's going back to the well for me because for the first few appearances of Lord Dracon, the whole point was, oh my God, who could he be? Who is this evil Dracon? And yeah, but we like, knew dun, from dun, the dun. we knew from his first appearance because he was holding the the White Ranger's uh, helmet. He was, but he had also said, "I killed the White Ranger." Well, they didn't show us that he was actually Tommy for about three issues. Yeah. That's why I'm that we've like got a Tommy in the, the Iron Mask. Here. It's yeah. the multiverse. You can have as many Tommies as you need. Well, you need you don't need another He Tommy. is everybody's favorite. He's everybody's favorite, right? Isn't Tommy everyone's like favorite Dream Crush Power Ranger? Mm, depends on who you ask. I mean, he's one of the more popular ones, but part of that is because Jason David Frank will always come back. I mean, he's come back for the 10th anniversary. He did the 15th anniversary an entire season. He did the 20, he did the 25. So, I mean, Jason David Frank will come back as a Power Ranger at the drop of a hat. So, I'll say yes. Okay. Whole team of Tommies, says Marshall Nesbitt. Do not have a whole team of Tommies. A whole team of Tommies all coming in at the same time. time And and, so, no, wait, wait. Who Who has the Black Zord? Who who is the Black Zord? Ah, uh, that who's Black the, Dragon Zord. Yeah, yeah. Whose is that? That was a Zord that uh, Dracon was creating. I know, but is there one in like regular Rangers universe? There was the Dragon Zord, but uh-huh. it was destroyed. Ah, and whose whose uh, Zord was that? Tommy's Green Ranger okay. Tommy. Okay, so I maybe I don't know. I'm thinking it's another it's Tommy enough. in in the suit. That may be a clue right there. But yes, enough. can you see a whole symphony of of Tommy's appearing, playing their flutes at the no. same time? Not Tommy. All right, we'll see. Okay. Or actually, Matthew will see because I'm not reading any more of this. <laughs> it's the thing that I really enjoy about these Power Ranger stories that we've been seeing is that it takes the stories from the 90s and expands them in ways that are kind of interesting and have a lot in common with modern comic book storytelling. 
So when we joke about, you know, Power Rangers on Infinite Earths, that's literally what Shattered Grid was. It was the big interdimensional crossover where everybody showed up, including the Hyperforce Rangers from the uh, that one season where they had the podcast. And that worked for me. And then they did this whole thing where they're like, okay, we're trapped outside of reality. We're going to build this makeshift team and force them to come together. You know, these are all very familiar tropes, but they're done in ways that were kind of interesting or you know freshly different for the power rangers continuity this issue feels really like we're doing the lord dracon thing again and that bugs me it does so i'm not sure i'm going to be reading this one faithfully just because and of course we get to the end and dark cliptor shows up or that may actually be Astronoma as Dark Cliptor, because that seems to be a woman. Either well, way. It, it's a fan favorite Power Rangers villain. Is it? That's what they say in the solicitations right there in the final thing. She sets in motion Dracon's final plan, one that will pit her against a fan favorite Power Rangers villain. Right. Uh, that, okay, so here's the deal. Power Rangers in space was... Uh, uh, it, it had an evil, evil villain called Ecliptor. And that is who that is, I believe. But nonetheless, uh, I, I don't know if I would call Ecliptor a fan favorite or not. Here's the thing. As I said, I'm not reading any more of this. That being <laughs> said, and I've never really been a huge Power Rangers fan. I would catch it occasionally only when Kimberly was on on screen. Um, you know, honestly, that was the only reason why I would even watch it in passing. But for the most part, I was like, eh, I don't have time to follow a soap opera. Uh, you know, I'm too busy with college, so I'll catch it when it's on. But for the most part, it's going to be something I don't care about. And that's kind of how it's been throughout time. And I realize there are a lot of people who are huge Power Rangers fans. Uh, and for those of you who have been reading the Power Rangers books, I think you're going to like this. I think there's a lot of, you know. Uh, dystopian futures. I think uh, Kimberly coming back as the good guy and trying not to start another civil war and trying to make the peace in the world. Uh, you know, I think that's really cool. The man in the iron mask is a, is an interesting little, uh, um, you know, hook, especially when the iron man is pulled out of the, out of the machine and the machine starts s sending the signal to a fan favorite power Rangers villain. Um, I think power Rangers fans are really, really, really going to like this. But if you are a casual Power Rangers fan or if you're not a Power Rangers fan and you're like, you know what? Everyone's talking about Power Rangers these days. I think I'll pick me up a Power Rangers thing. Ooh, here's this pink lady sitting on a throne on the cover. I'll pick that up. No, don't pick that up. Because you're going to be confused. If you haven't read the Shattered Grid, if you haven't read the other stuff leading up to this, I don't. This is not new reader friendly. OK, this is something for diehard fans. And so diehard fans, I think you should really get it. The rest of you, I don't think you're going to enjoy it. I really don't. I actually agree. And I feel like if you are a diehard fan and have been reading these Boom Studios books regularly, it may actually be too familiar. I mean, I'm at the point where I feel like I need more of a hook than just who is the unknown ranger to kind of drag me into this. I mean, I don't know about you, but I found the art to be just sort of okay. There's something about yeah, the, the art. Fine. Where, eh, things are weirdly elongated in certain places. I do like the fact that uh, 
Finster, the elf guy, built himself a body out of the corpse of Alpha 5. That's terrible, and yet also pretty cool looking. But all in all, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty okay, but I, I, I don't know. I think what will probably happen is two or three months down the line, they'll be like, and you guys remember the Unknown Ranger is now revealed to be dun-dun-dun. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I should go back and read issue two and three, and then I'll go back and read issue two and three all at once. Yeah, I don't remember how long this miniseries is. It's probably six it's a issues. Oh, is it three parts? Yeah, it's part one of three. Oh, okay. So yeah, I think Power Rangers fans, I think you're going to dig it. Uh, I think uh, Marshall Nesbitt, who's like, oh man. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The true elect who was like, Tommy's popular. He's also not popular depending on when you got into the book. And then uh, Marshall says he was mine when I was a kid, the white ranger. So yeah, I think, I think true elect and Marshall Nesbitt and uh, others, I think are really going to enjoy, enjoy this, uh, enjoy this book. I, the art is just fine. It wasn't spectacular. It didn't stand out or do anything for me. Uh, I, uh, uh, you know, I think the writing was fairly competent. I think that the, you know, there's a lot of, uh, little hints dropped here and there about what's going on. Uh, it's, I mean, you can follow it if you do a lot of mental work in your head, you, you know, if you're not someone who is, you know, if you're a passing familiarity with what's been going on in this, like me, you can kind of figure out what's going on and what, you know, where all the pieces are and what they mean by different terms. But I I still think this is a pass for me, which is unfortunate because I know a lot of people, especially Boom and a lot of uh, Power Rangers fans are really hoping that this is this is going to be really great. And I think maybe if you're a Power Rangers fan, maybe it will be great. But I think this is a limited audience read. It's definitely more limited than the main Power Rangers series. And I feel like that's that's both the draw and the the fallback, because I had to actually go back and do a little bit of research to remind me of who all the alternate people were, what all had happened in the world of the coinless. Cause it's been 20 issues since we've spent any time in the world of the coinless. And, you know, like I say, I enjoy the issue, but I don't know that I would recommend it. And I don't know that I'm going to rush right out into buying frenzy for issue two when it pops up. So, you know, I, you know, when when that fan favorite Power Rangers villain attacks, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be very interested to see what happens in issue two. Yep, uh, I, I would say so if that's who that is. But again, I mean, it, I, it I does don't say understand. right there in the solicitation, a fan favorite Power Rangers villain. Yeah, but what does that mean? It means if you're a fan of the Power Rangers, this is one of your favorite villains. But whose favorite it, villain is Cliptor? I don't, I don't know. It's apparently it's fans. Oh no, wait, it's one fan because it says a fan, a fan favorite Power Rangers villain. Ah, got it. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a D fan. Yeah. You're not, uh, you're not, way, you're not, uh, you're not the fan that they're talking about in this sentence, but if you're a fan, then yeah. what, what are your favorite Power Rangers villains maybe in this? Yeah. Mm. Uh, so we keep talking about uh, the true elect and Marshall Nesbitt and, and uh, uh, Pleasant Doom and all these other people that are hanging out in the major spoilers discord. Remember, you can listen to us record this show live every Thursday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. And we do a little pre-show where we're just talking about, you know, random things. Today, we were talking about uh, the Beastmaster negative being lost and what does that mean and all sorts of things. So you can come out uh, before the show and listen to all those cool things that we talk about and hang out afterwards. And we'll talk with you then as well. You can get into the super secret Discord channel, the Dueling Review uh, Patreon channel. When you become a patron at patreon.com slash major spoilers, and then you can connect your Patreon account to your discord account, and then you get access to like, what is it like? Uh, there's one, two, three, four, five, six 
seven, eight, at least eight different channels that are specifically for our patrons, including a critical hit Patreon channel where you can talk about all the stuff that everyone hears uh, ahead of time before the before the gen pop, before the normies get a hold of it. Uh, so there's some cool things that can be had when you become a patron over there at patreon.com slash major spoilers. That being said, if you can't become a patron right now, you can still go over to patreon.com slash major spoilers and uh, have a vote in what we read next, Matthew. That is true. All you have to do is look for the post that's going to say dueling review for, I'm going to say, August 26th. Yes, that is next Wednesday. All right, August 26, 2020. And when you go into that post on our Patreon, again, patreon.com forward slash major spoilers, you're going to see a list of comic books, including such noteworthy titles as. Well, since we uh, are reading a Boom Studios book coming out next week from Boom Studios, we have Angel and Spike number 13, Ghosted in LA number 12, the final issue there. I know uh, Ingrid is going to probably be grabbing that. I think she's uh, reviewed every single one of those issues over at majorspoilers.com. Also, Mega Man is coming. Mega Man fully charged. Number one next week from Boom oh, I Studios. Love Will Ferrell movies. And uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 53 comes out next week. Ooh, I don't know what that means, but number. yeah, apparently Herbie the Love Bug. That's where they're going to introduce the Love Bug version of the Power Rangers. That's the new Zord, in case you didn't know. Over the at Rad Dyn- Bug was from season one. Thank yes, uh, Dynamite Entertainment next week has Betty Page number two, uh, Boys Dear Becky number four, and Mars Attacks Red Sonia uh, number one. Uh, yes, the entirety of Mars attacks Red Sonia. IDW Publishing next week has Lock and Key in Pale uh, ba- uh, Battalions Go, number one of two. In, pa- in Pale Battalions Go, number one. Mm, okay. Sleeping Beauties, number three. Star Wars Adventures Clone Wars, number four. Four, the penultimate issue there. And TMNT Ongoing, number 108. From Image Comics next week, we have Nomen Omen, number eight. That's about the halfway point of that series. Philadelphia number seven spawn three Oh nine and savage dragon gets us uh, two fifty gets a second printing. Matthew mm. Marvel comics next week has 2020 force works. Number three, I Wolverine number two. That's where, uh, you know, they try to implant the three basic laws of Wolverine into his head. <laughs> a Wolverine must never uh, cause harm to a human. Yeah. A Wolverine must never allow cause harm to the human. A Wolverine must always snick, snick, bub, snick, snicked. Yep, that's right. Uh, also out next week, Amazing Spider-Man number 47, Dawn of X trade paperback, Empire Avengers number three, the final issue there, Fantastic Four, Antithesis number one, uh, Iron Man 2020 number six, the final issue there, Spider-Man Noir number three, uh, Star Wars Dr. Afric gets a third issue. I thought, is this another series of Dr. Afric? Because I thought she had already gone like 20 issues on another Dr. Afra series. I know there was a previous Dr. Afra series, but I'm not sure if it went 20 issues. I okay. think this is a uh, volume two. Yeah. Okay. This is a volume two. Okay. Also, Strange Academy number one gets a third printing. Now, that's pretty rare for a lot of books to see them get a uh, third printing. Second printings, yes. But third printings? I would not expect Strange Academy to do that well, but apparently it is. People uh, like it. Yeah. People yeah, yeah, love yeah. that Harry Potter. They do love them, the Harrys and the Potters. In all the rest category, we have Amalgamama, uh, Space Zombies Most Wanted number one, Blade Runner 2019 number nine. Uh, let's see, Dragon Whisperer number four. Dragon uh, Whisperer. You want to burn them all with your fiery breath. 
thought the Dragon Whisperer was actually the Kevin Costner. Uh, no, no. Never mind. <laughs> Grim Fairy Tales number 40 drops next week, as does Kaiju Max season five, number four. That's an MR book that stands for mature readers. So watch well, out I thought because it was some of them Kaijus get it on in that book. Uh, plot number six, Rogue Planet number four, Savage Bastards number five, the final issue there. School for Extraterrestrial Girls graphic novel volume one. That's a $13 book. Or if you would rather have the hardcover, that's a $20 book. School for Extraterrestrial Girls. Um, I think I have seen. Is that from Paper Cuts? I wonder, because I think we have run a preview of that over at the Major Spoilers website that you guys might want to check out. School for Extraterrestrial Girls. Let's let's look here from who it is from Paper Cuts. Okay, this is actually going to it looks pretty good. Um, And it is a graphic. It's, you know, it's a graphic novel. It's not a it's not a collection of a trade. Uh, so uh, look for that. That's a $19 book. Girl on Fire is the first story from that. So yeah, you can Girl go find more over at majorspoilers.com if you want to find out about that. What about DC Comics, you say? Well, 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 we have not forgotten about DC Comics because next week, Action Comics number 1024 arrives. Amethyst number five, Batman Beyond number 46, Batgirl number 48, which there's only a couple more issues of that uh, before it's canceled. It uh, gets canceled in November. Batman Superman at number 11. Let's see, what do we have? Some deceased comics come out next week. Books of Magic number 22 arrives next week. Uh, Justice League Dark number 25. Legion of Superheroes number 8. Last God number 8. And what else do we have? Teen Titans Go, a roll with it, number 11. Digital only issue, but it's 99 cents, so you might want to check that out. What book are we going to read next week, Matthew? Tell them again how they can let us know. And uh, how the dear listeners can program next week's episode of Dueling Review. Point your magical mystery browser to patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. And in the comments for next week's Dueling Review post, you will be able to tell us, we want you to recover. You need to do this. Power Rangers 53 or Spider-Man 47 or Batman 205-9255. Now I hear hear that there are some caveats, some provisos, some things that... That you can't do, that we won't re- review. There, there are some asterisks. Of course, we will not cover collected trade paperbacks. We generally won't cover things that are second and third printings. Uh, some books may be impossible for us to get our hands on. So if it's something from an extremely minor publisher, we may have trouble getting that. We may have to go with a second choice. But Also, if someone else has claimed the book before us, we won't true. be able to do it as well. If Ingrid snags it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine because uh, I, I want to read Ghost in L.A., but I have not had the chance to um, start on that series. It looks very fascinating. You move into an apartment building and it's inhabited with ghosts and you have relationships with those ghosts and all sorts of different things. So uh, it looks interesting a book today about a girl who was in a relationship with a ghost. It ended badly for her. Well, that's what happens when you start dealing with ghosts. Uh, already voting for next week. Here's what's on the list. Van Helsing versus the League of Monsters, number four. Mars Attacks Red Sonia, number one. Mega Man, fully charged, number one, please. And Mega Man, number one. Those are those are the ones that are in the, in the uh, pile right now. So if you want to get your vote, if you want your vote counted, first of all, get it in before Sunday morning. So you've only got a few days. Get it in before Sunday noon, because that's when the emails go out, and I have already programmed in what we're going to do for the week, because I like yep. to work ahead. Don't wait until Wednesday night to say, yeah, can you guys uh, review the uh, 
Dead Dare Spider-Man book, because it's going to be too late for that. (laughs) But if you don't want us to review Mega Man, if you want us to review something else, get over there because Mega Man's in the lead right now. Or if you want to make this a landslide thing, uh, get over there and vote for Mega Man right now. Mega, mega, mega man. And then next week, we will be back on the Dueling Review show to review the book that you choose. And maybe you will hear Matthew say... This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com prenatal. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.